the Word of God comes to us through the verses of Scripture in the Holy Bible, and the Word of God also comes to us from the Spirit of God who lives in us. 1 Corinthians 3.16 The Spirit of God lives in each person who is born again. And the Spirit of God shows us the truth of God and reminds us of everything Jesus has said and teaches us. John chapter 14, verse 26. John chapter 16, verse 13. So the Holy Spirit of God that is given to each person who believes God the Holy Spirit of God lives in us and guides us looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 the Apostle Paul says know ye not that ye are the temple of God That church building is only a building. It's not really the temple of God. You are the temple of God. I am the temple of God when we are born again. We are the church. One time I attended a luncheon at Texas Tech University, and it was in a tall building overlooking the Methodist Church building. A woman at the table looked out that window and said, that's our church. She didn't say building. She said, that's our church. And I said, we are the church. She looked startled. And the other people at the table looked at both of us. She said, I'm not a church. That's the church. That building. I said, we who are born of God are the church. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? By the Spirit of God, we know the will of God because the Spirit of God searches the heart of God, to reveal to us the things God has prepared for us who love him. That scripture is shown us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and also in Romans chapter 8. Jesus says in Matthew 7, Verse 13, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. There are many ways that lead to destruction. And Jesus says, many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, 
and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. One time a young man called the Bible legalistic, and I was so upset with what he had said. I turned to God with my grief. And God said, The people of the world want freedom to sin. They want to find ways to prove that what they are doing is approved by God. They want scriptures that approve them in their sin. They want freedom to sin, but the people of God want freedom from sin. Which are you? I want freedom from sin. I'm always praying Psalm 51, 10. Create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Especially if I have rubbed against the world in some way, taken in some television program and heard their wisdom and know it's not of God. I want to be cleaned by God and have a clean heart and a right spirit, especially a right spirit. That's Psalm 51.10. But there are so many people, even in churches, that just want to be approved without changing from a way that is ungodly. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. I've heard ministers say in private, they've told me, we pray that God will send us a Baptist because they already know how to give money. Ravening wolves, they give the appearance of wanting to speak of God, but really they're wanting your money. There are so many like that. You shall know them by their fruits. Do they speak about sin and try to turn the congregation away from sin? Do they speak those things? Or do they speak a doctrine of, I'm okay, you're okay, just keep coming to church, give money, and you'll be fine? Do they speak the doctrine that says, the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery? Do you know that scripture? It's repeated in the New Testament Bible. One place is Matthew 5, verse 32. See, the scriptures are being withheld from the congregations to approve the congregations in sin so that they will keep coming to that church group and the church group will get big and there will be lots of money and people. 
You'll know the matter, Furch, is that's what you're sitting in. You know it. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles, Jesus says? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. And not just know the ministers, you'll know which ones are really of God in the congregation. It's not what they say, it's what they do. Do they live by those scriptures? 1 Thessalonians 5.21 Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. I've heard people say, I went to that church and I got worse. I was worse off when I left it than I was when I went there. Prove all all things, hold fast that which is good. Romans 12, 2, And be not conformed to this world, to the wisdom of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind to the word of God, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Sometimes at churches they'll put up signs where you volunteer to visit the sick. Is that God's will for you? You'd say, well, of course it's God's will for me to visit the sick. One time I was visiting with a woman whose grandfather was a Baptist minister. She was in the hospital. She had passed out at home and been taken to the hospital. As soon as I heard about it, I went to the hospital to see her. As I was sharing scripture and things of God with her, two people came into her room. They were from their church, a church of Christ. A man and wife visiting the sick. They had signed up to visit the sick. They came in and interrupted what I was saying that was of God and began speaking of last week's football game or something secular and entertaining the woman that was in the hospital bed, interrupting the word of God. Now, do you think God sent them? Not everyone that saith unto me, says Jesus, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven... Many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not 
prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. You're no part of me. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. The good work that you think to do in the name of Jesus will be a work of iniquity unless God has told you to do that work. One time a man came to our house to do extermination. I had written several books and evidently he saw them and he recognized that I was of God and he began telling me what type of works he had done for God. In the summer, he goes out for two weeks with another man and they, so to speak, preach the gospel. And I said to him, how did God show you to do that? He was dumbfounded. He could not answer. I read this scripture in Matthew 7 to him, verses 21 through 23. And he said, just this morning, I saw that scripture. How did God tell you to do this good work? For many are going to come saying they have visited the sick, they have done prophecies, they've done this and that, and Jesus will turn them away. Did God send you to do that work? On January 10th, 1980, this is what happened to me. I was asleep in the night when a very loud trumpet-like voice spoke three words into my ear. It was just like a trumpet blowing, and it woke me up. The words spoken to me were Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I believe that was the voice of an angel of God delivering a message to me, and it changed my life. For I found KWJS to be a radio station, and I said to God, Are you showing me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. And I heard, call the radio station manager, which I did that same morning. I called KWJS, the station call letters that I heard by what I believe to have been an angel of the Lord, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. And I said, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that. Now, if you ask me, how is it that you went on radio in 1980? I would tell you this story. I heard three words in the night. It was like a trumpet blowing in my ear. And that is frequently the way the voice of God sounds. The angel of God sounds like a trumpet.
described many times in the scriptures. And he said, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. And I said to God, are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. And the Holy Spirit said, call the radio station manager. See, basically, he's saying that's how you're going to learn how to do that. Call the station manager. So I called KWJS, asked to speak to the manager. He came on the phone immediately, and I said the words to him, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that? He said, make an audition tape, 29 and a half minutes long. Send it to me. And if you fit our broadcasting, we will offer you a contract. As soon as I hung up the phone, I got my kitchen timer, set it for 29 and a half minutes, got my tape recorder, and started making a tape 29 and a half minutes long, put it in the mail that same day to the station manager. Within five days, I had a contract from KWJS. Went on radio. Within a year, I was on radio from coast to coast, from Hartford to Seattle. The three words, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. Now, did God put me on radio? When I asked that man, how did God show you to do that? He couldn't tell me. You ask me, how did you go on radio? I can tell you. You ask me, how did you start making podcasts? I had a dream in the night that I was making a podcast. How did God put me on radio? An angel of God spoke to me in the night and even gave me the call letters to the radio station where I was to begin. But most preachers that I've met can't tell you how God put them into the ministry. They have no idea. Paul told he was on the road to Damascus and he said he saw a bright light, brighter than any white that's on the earth. And Jesus said to him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Saul, who is Paul, said, Who art thou, Lord? Who are you? He heard a voice. He saw a bright light. Moses, a burning bush. Something happens along the way that leads you into doing ministry when you're of God. God reveals himself somehow to you. Choosing to build your house, your life, on the word of God. Therefore, Jesus says, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man 
which built his house upon a rock. I want to build my life on the Word of God. It's the only thing that's safe. And the rain came and descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. Verse 26 And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I want to build my house on the Word of God because I know it won't fall no matter what hits it. But that house that's built on the ideas presented by the world. It's that way one day and totally opposite the next. For example, I remember my dad, who had a stroke at the end of his life, and the doctors told him to take a small dose of aspirin every day. I heard recently that that prescription of aspirin every day Now they're saying it doesn't do any good. That's the world. One day they say one thing, the next day they change it. God does not do that. His word never changes and always succeeds. And that's what I want. That's what I wanted from the beginning of the time I was a Christian. Joshua 1.8 This book of the law, the word, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that you'll have the power to do the word of God, and then you will have prosperity and good success by following scripture, doing the word of God, especially especially doing the word brought to your attention by the Holy Spirit. And one of the first words I heard was, Oh, no man anything. That's in Romans 13, I believe. That was in 1975. I heard, Get out of debt and stay out of debt. And that's what I began immediately to try to do because I believed it was from God. And I asked God to help me, and he did, and I have not been in debt since that time for anything. Cars, houses, for nothing. And yet I've built three houses, and God has enabled me to pay fully for each house. I lived on an apartment for many years, and people would say, It's foolish to throw away your money on rent. It's just gone. Get a mortgage. Have something in reserve. 
The mortgage will build up, and then you'll have that money. But God told me to get out of debt and stay out of debt and to owe no man anything and that I would be the head and not the tail, Deuteronomy 28. And if you're in debt, you're the tail servicing that debt. And often you have a love of money because you need it to pay your debt. And you end up following money to get more money to pay your debt. That's not the way of God. So you have to purpose and choose to build your house on the Word of God and then go forward and don't let anything stop you. For I've had, every time I've heard from God, a church member would show up and say, I don't understand why you're doing that. And I would say, but I've heard from God to do it this way. And one time, God gave me a message of correction for a big-time minister, radio-television minister, Jimmy Swaggart. I couldn't get the message to Swaggart. I gave it over my radio broadcast. The people listening to the broadcast took the message to Swaggart. And the thing that happened is he owned two radio stations, one of them being KWJS, who put me immediately off the air. My best friend came to me and said, Joan, is there any way you could be wrong about this? And I said, no. The message was this. Jimmy Swaggart had an ad agent, Michael Ellison. For a brief period of time, I was with that same agent. My assigned agent told me Jimmy Swaggart was once with them, and he said he came to us because he wanted bigger numbers of people to come to his church services. He was tired of having four or five hundred people, and he wanted large numbers. And we told him, quit preaching so much and play more music. Swaggart himself was a pianist and played and sang gospel music. Stop speaking so much and basically entertain the audiences, and immediately thousands of people came to his meetings. The message I had was, this is wrong. Go back to preaching the gospel and stop entertaining the people. Is there any way that message could be wrong? No. I heard from God, and that was the message. And because I could not get it to Jimmy Swaggart, I saw that once Paul said in the Bible, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. Beware of him. Well, now, why do we need that scripture? 
Well, it was exactly the same thing I was going through. About half of my stations put me off the air, and the other half left me on. I had a meeting in Seattle, Washington at that time. As I approached the meeting room at the convention center, the radio station manager was standing outside the door waiting for me, and George had always been so friendly. This time he wasn't friendly. He said, Joan, if you keep speaking these judgment messages on your radio broadcast, I don't know what's going to happen to you. We may have to put you off the air. The Holy Spirit rose up in me and said this, George, if I don't speak the message that I believe to be from God, then I don't have a message, and I may as well be off the air. They did put me off the air, about half of the stations. So often, when you follow God, there's a price to pay. It may cost you a friendship. It may cost you a respect of a church member, and they will leave you. Or it may cost you your reputation among men. There is often a price to pay for speaking that which God has given you to speak. You lay down your life when you speak the truth. And that's the reason so many people avoid speaking the truth. But I've found that the truth saves individuals and causes them to repent in many cases. Some believe Paul and some didn't believe Paul. But some believed. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.